Okay, welcome back. Double J weekend review. It took three weeks before the Premier League went absolutely insane. This weekend made absolutely no sense. I'm pretty sure our predictions were probably two for eight. Unbelievably bad. We go again. Arsenal drop points. United were 2-0 down at Old Trafford within four minutes. It was a weird, weird weekend for this podcast. We'll get into all of it. We're going to start up with transfer news before finishing out with winners, losers, Mike Dean Award, Gary O'Neill Award, and we're also doing a Team of the Week, Double J Team of the Week to end the show as well. All these games, transfer news, winners, losers, Mike Dean, Gary O'Neill, Team of the Week. Let's get into it. Okay, welcome back. Double J Weekend Review. We're going to start out with some transfers that have occurred or rumors that have started over this past weekend since we've talked to you lovely people. Jace, you have transfers for us. Yeah, not a ton of crazy stuff this week. Um, Start off with Cancelo to Barca on loan. We said it looked like that was going to happen. I don't. I think there's an option to buy. I'm not sure City are even getting anything out of this besides not paying its wages. Just an odd ending to that relationship, but pushing it to next summer. Yeah, not surprising. Um, I think it was something that we thought would be done about two months ago, but in typical Barcelona fashion these days, uh, no transfer takes less than two months' time and a... Uh, question of whether the player they're going after is going to go to Saudi Arabia, I feel like. Yeah, and it came along with a Ter Stegen contract renewal to 2028 where he reduced 30% of his salary to help mm. facilitate these wages. Um, Gosh. But m- moving on, Matteo Guendouzi is going to Lazio on the n- next stop. Um, something like 15 million yeah, euros, I think it is. Maybe a little bit more. Um, and a sell-on clause for Marseille. Did you get anything out of that? Maybe. Maybe mm. a little bit. Mm. But, you know, whatever. Um, okay. That's in the past. Uh, Lukaku to Roma on loan, round of 5 million euro, a little bit more. Um, loan fee. It's just the same thing with this every summer. Chelsea, you're demanding a permanent sale, demanding a permanent sale. We get to the end of the window, and it's like, all right, we'll let him go on yeah. loan. Just get him off our books as much as we can at that point. Yep. So, Talking about pushing it another year with Cancelo. This is even worse. Just pushing yeah. another year with Lukaku. Procrastination at its yeah. finest is the Romelu like, Lukaku right, oh. situation. Also, Jose Mourinho and Romelu Lukaku back together. Third time now? Yes. First time at Chelsea, at United, and then now at Roma. Yeah. Didn't Tammy Abraham tear his ACL? Yes. So this makes sense. Yeah, um, it does. Kudos to West Ham got confirmed. It was a lot closer than we thought it was when we were talking about it, even though he played in that game. It was just a send-off game, basically. Yeah, it was a, we have a really good player, and we're in European qualification who isn't, is still technically our player. We're going to use Right, him. we haven't put pen to paper. We're going to use this guy. <laughs> exactly. Good, good for Ajax. Uh, yeah. Crazy that this looked like he was going to go to Brighton. It's ended up at West Ham. If anything, I think this shows the pulling power of London as a city itself. Yeah, I would agree. Although Brighton isn't that far away. Um, That's different, though. True. Uh, Matthias Nunez thing is getting a little ugly. He's refusing to train. 
Wolves want more money. I think City's offers at a little bit above 60 million euros right now. We'll see what happens here. It'll probably happen. Around 70? 60. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. How much do they want? I don't know. Probably 70, I guess. Interesting. I mean, that's probably a fair fee. He's what, 23, 24? I mean, they're doing this like two or three days before the windows are already gutted. Like, it's just unreal. It's that time of the summer. Um, Brentford had a big offer for Brennan Johnson, turned down 43 million pounds plus add ons, plus a sell on clause. And Brentford moved on. Spurs and Chelsea are interested, though. So we'll see. That one will probably come down to the end. I mean, if you're going to go after Brennan Johnson this late, I would feel like Forrest are entitled to ask for upwards of 55 million to 60 million pounds with ease. Um, People may say that's crazy, but Brennan Johnson's a young talent who's now has a year of Premier League experience under his belt. You put him, I've I've been talking to Jace about this off, off air, if you will. Uh, Brennan Johnson down the middle at Tottenham with Madison around him, Son to his left, Kulisewski to his right, kind of solves your Richarlison issue that Spurs fans are going through. Plus, you need another person that can play up top. I think Johnson can play in that role. He's been playing yeah. off the right, but essentially at Forest. At times last season, Taiwo wasn't playing a whole lot. If you remember, Jason, it was essentially just him and Gibbs White that was their attack. Yeah, he wasn't playing a ton. I remember that. Um, but yeah, it won't be cheap. Everyone knows that Chelsea and Spurs both have money. Chelsea just because and Spurs from the Harry Kane sale. So I doubt Forrest will make it easy for either of them. Mm-hmm. Can't wait this late, too. This is yep. late. All right, let's move on. Everton got a new striker, Beto. Portuguese from Udinese um, in Syria. Uh, mm-hmm. 30 million euros, pretty big fee. So they're going to need him to work. We'll get to their scoring woes in a minute, but spoiler, it ain't great. Uh, yeah, no, bad. Real bad. Yeah. Like arguably cursed bad. Yes. Um. All right, Carlos Velba to Brighton from Lille for 30 million euros. He is the Moises Caicedo replacement. He was born in 2004. <laughs> Weird. So oh, uh hated that. Is it better to say he's 19? Yeah. Then born in Wait, 2000, yeah. 17. Oh. Eh. Right. I don't know. Whatever he is, 19, no, he's 19. 17, 18. Um he's 19. He's probably we're just gonna assume he's good. Uh yeah, until, no, I've already said until they, proven otherwise. They have a respawn button on players. Like they'll sell the they sell Moises Caicedo to Chelsea. They literally have a button in their scouting departments like we already have the next Moises Caicedo ready to go for 15 million pounds. I mean, what? 30 million euros. Yeah, I know. Still. But you know what I'm saying? For most of these guys. Yeah. Like stupid on last year. But talent ain't cheap anymore. And also, everyone knows what what is going on when Brighton comes calling. Like, I feel like That's they get true. most of their gems from South America and they're going to have to pay up in Europe. Also, someone's got to catch on, right? Somebody. I mean, Chelsea like, oh, are trying, but they're also like paying huge fees for young Brazilians, whereas like true. Brighton will go find someone and then loaning them out dirt cheap in Ecuador or whatever. Did, like, did they loan out Santos? Did I yeah, see that? yeah, okay. we're about to get there. Actually, we just talk about that now. Uh, to Forest, um, 
Yeah. He's been the most highly touted one so far. I believe that they've brought in. They thought there was a chance he might stay with the first team, but he's going to go to Forrest on loan. Any chance that's Brennan Johnson cover? I don't uh, think that's enough. I was think, kind of not. thinking about that today. No, I just think he's another option up front. I okay. think ideally, of course, they would like to have both. Um, Timothy Castagna from Leicester to Fulham, around 13 million pounds. Not a striker. No, just right back help for yeah. cover for Tete, I guess. I mean, sure. Yeah, but, yeah, they still need a striker. Yeah, they do. Um, Dean Henderson to Palace, 20 million pounds. Woohoo! United sells a sell on. Let's work. go. Let's go for once. Yeah. Um, all right, last two here. Roberto Mancini resigned to take the job with the Saudi Arabian national team. Respect. Um, now the highest paid manager in the world. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember if Pep's new contract took him above Diego Simeone, but it, one of the other one of the two of them was the highest paid before this. Okay. Uh, not That's, anymore. I mean, respect. Good job. Yeah. And then Vinny Jr. got hurt this weekend, four to six weeks, adding to Real Madrid's injury problems. They've got like six first teamers out right now. Yeah, apparently it doesn't matter. They have Jude Bellingham. Yeah, but we got what four goals through three games already. Yeah, and assist too. It's unreal, unreal start. Completely worth the money. If anyone is, if anyone's showing their price tag through three games, it is Jude right. Bellingham right now, without a doubt. No, I mean it. It was honestly a deal. Steal. Yes, it was. You're right. You're right. Him and James Madison, obviously, honestly hilariously enough okay anything else jace that's it all right let's get into these games jace do you want to rip the band-aid off whatever you want to do man <laughs> okay all right i got to rip my band-aid off early so we'll go there arsenal to fulham to jace actually correct myself rewind button we got to talk about what the hell Newcastle did yesterday. Liverpool yeah, to Newcastle one. Darwin Nunez, welcome to the Premier League. Welcome. This was the year it was going to take to get acclimatized. All right, this is how fast it is. Boom. Yes, and it's insane what Liverpool did and what Darwin did off the bench. I feel great about my Darwin stock right now. Because that was the finishing we just did not see last year. The first one was pinpoint into the corner. Um, yeah. Out of nothing. I mean, Botman kind of made a mistake, but like it really just got tangled in his feet sometimes. And, you and know, the second one, they just can't unlucky. stay with him either. No. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, he's using his body um, well, but really the focus here, like as great as Liverpool did to come back and win the game, the focus has to be on Newcastle up a man for about 60 minutes. Maybe a little bit more um, at home. One nil lead. And you lose. Yeah, no, collapsed. I mean, threw up. Threw up all over themselves. This is not, I mean, Darwin Nunez, I love talking about just because I had takes about him. Jace had a take about him this year, which is that he's going to have a great year. A lot of people think so. It's looking like that year I said to get acclimatized is great. But they were allowed to be in this game because Newcastle let it. So when Van Dyke went off and you're one nil up, the game should have been over. That should have been it. And we kind of pitted patter around in the end of the first half, have some chances. The second half though, it looked like it was 11 V 11 at times. Yeah. 
And it, it was really when Allison made that unbelievable save. Oh, example really? 1000 why Allison is so damn good um, on Miguel Almiron. And I mean, it was almost like the longer the game went on, the pressure was building on Newcastle, like on the players and they yes. could feel it even though they were one nil up. Yeah. Like, Especially 60 minutes in when 60, I looked up at 60 minutes. There was about 15 minutes. I go like new, I think Liverpool got a corner just on 60. I want to say, and the players all kind of looked at each other. And was it Peter Drury that was on the call on NBC? Whoever it was said that they they're starting to look around a little bit like it's getting shaky. And I was like, how the hell is this getting shaky when you have a man advantage? You outplayed them when it was 11 v 11 men for the first 20 odd minutes, 30 minutes before Van Dyke got sent off. And then the triple substitution that Eddie Howe makes on 72 minutes is what Newcastle fans will probably say killed them. After that, it was Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty much all Liverpool. After that, um, the triple substitution being Longstaff, Barnes, and Wilson on for Tonali, Gordon, and Isak. Anthony Gordon, we are completely wrong about, at least so far this season. He's been absolutely electric on the left-hand side. Scores the first goal. um, Good goal as well. Um, via a mistake from Trent on the ball roll under his foot, but back to the point. Yeah, I mean, you could see it. They lost control of the game, and Liverpool do do this. Like we've seen them do it to lesser sides with ten men. We saw them do it eleven v eleven to Arsenal last year um, at Anfield when it was just like a freaking barrage. Yeah. Um, after it went to two nil, yeah, Arsenal, but and. You're supposed to be with the big boys now. You're in the Champions That's, League. You're at home. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to win this game. And I mean, a 1 1 wouldn't have been the end of the world, honestly. A draw. Like you're kind of kicking yourself, but it's not the end of the world. You drew Liverpool, whatever. You move on. But then you just absolutely throw it away. Uh, the point I want to make is, and I'm going to play off what you just said a little bit, is. You say Liverpool do this, right? And I agree. But the big six usually do this. City did it this weekend. Went to 1-1. Nah, they're they're always going to get it back. 2-1 City into the game. United are down 2-0. Nah, they'll get it back. 3-2. Arsenal. Go down early. Get a point. Probably should have won the game, in your opinion. You get it to 2-1, and at that point, we can get into that in a bit. What Newcastle did is why we can't say Big Seven anymore. This in itself, we can't say Big Seven. It's Big Six. We're back to the Big Six. Until they can show me, they can beat a team, Liverpool specifically, it's Big Six. Because this is something that happens to teams outside the Big Six. Those big sides always come back. And they all, even with 10 men, they manage to get a result. Every time. Yeah. And it's and, Liverpool specifically for them. Eddie Howe has never yes. beat him as a manager. Like it 11 games. a so bogey one. game. And you looked like clowns doing it too. The old Jason Tindall shushing I mean, Klopp yes, as assistant yes. manager. Looking like it. And after the game, you losing the game 2-1, you look like an idiot. What yeah. are we doing? I mean, they looked at Jared Allen. Lights were too bright. And maybe yes. two, some teams were... 
or some people like us were a little bit too early to anoint them as the next, you know, big thing. Um, and that's not to say that this like defines their season. They're still going to be good. They're still going to make Europe. But that was yeah. like, I mean, that was worrying. And it's My just estimation of them goes down. Yeah. I mean, whoever it is, you got to do something. Even if it's city at home and down a man for that long, those guys are dead. Yeah. To get nothing out of it, it's just not good. And I'm sorry, but when it's the left side that me and Jace have been talking about for months now, where it's like, is this burn at left back thing going to work? And that's where you get caught out by a pacey striker in Nunez, who's just been told to run off the center backs. Like, how have we not grown? We got Lewis yeah, Hall in. I understand that that's gonna that's coming, but are we really going to be able to understand that and change the team? Miguel Almiron. We're talking purple patches. People like to throw that at Rashford. I, I mean, the goals aren't going in that were going in for him last year. You remember when he cut in off his left and hit it off the outside of the post? Yes, that goes in last year. That goes in last year. It goes off the inside of the post and bounces in. The yes. rocket that he sent at Allison is somehow an even better shot than it was and finds its way in. It's just been that kind of year for Almiron so far. And it's worrying that with the money that has been spent, and listen, it's not an absolute crap ton. We're not talking, you know, even United level of spending. They haven't spent 105 on a player. They haven't they haven't done the Arsenal level of spending like, like Arsenal have this summer. But for them to be able to say, hey, we're one of the big boys, like Jay says now, You've got to back it up. You've got a 65 million pound striker up top. Gordon was a lot of money. Gumarish was a lot of money. Tenali was a lot of money. Botman, Byrne, Trippier, Pope, all a lot of money. This is the team Eddie Howe's built. And if Eddie Howe's going to keep subbing off Sandra Tenali in the 72nd minute of a game that you're only 1-0 up in, oh, man. I don't you know, it, that I I specifically don't get to Tonali should play ninety minutes every game. Every he's game available to play. Like every he's game. a midfielder. He doesn't need to come out. And I don't think he was that good this game. I actually think he was pretty average at best for his standards. For his standards, I think it was pretty average. All right. You expect someone of his caliber to go out there every week and especially against Tim Men, I expected right. Gamarish and him to kind of very much control that Liverpool midfield. And I think they did to a degree but they couldn't get through them. No, I seriously think they're intimidated by Liverpool. Like I do too. I mean, I think it's a, they can't a beat hurdle. them. They're the only team they haven't gotten anything against since Eddie Howe took over. Like it's something with them. And I mean, we'll revisit it when they go to Anfield. Um, yeah. in the okay. Second should half we get season. into uh, some of the dubious decisions? I wouldn't even call them dubious. Let's get into the right card and then Trent stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, Van Dyke's red card. Jace. Is it a red card? To me, it's a denial of a clear denial of a goal scoring opportunity. He's through. He gets the ball. Yes. He goes through the player. I mean, that's going to be given pretty much nine times out of ten. Um, if that is Kaisamiro or Bruno Fernandez or uh Gabrielle. And they react the same way Virgil van Dyke reacts to his red card. What is the suspension coming down? 
and probably tackling a game. Yeah. And the team's going to, the team will get fined for him not leaving the field fast enough. Yeah. Um, I, I, Red seemed a little harsh. I'm not sure if Isaac was clear through, but it looked like he was about to step across him. I don't know why Van Dyke was so mad. I thought it was a foul. I mean, it's a foul, clearly. It goes through him to get the ball. It goes straight through his legs to get the ball. So I don't know how you're complaining that there's no foul there. Red or not, I can understand like that being your irritation, but I don't know. It was not a good look. No. And then obviously he's off, but then a little bit before that, we had the Trent gets booked for a stupid time wasting yellow. I'm so tired of them already. And then pulls back Anthony Gordon, doesn't see a second yellow, which I would be fine with. And I wish that was the case <laughs> for everyone. But the fact is, last week, Tommy Asu got sent off for even less of a second foul. And True. I just. It's just not consistent. Like, neither of them should have, in my opinion. Trent's second offense, I know that's a book first booking without a doubt if he doesn't have the other one. But I don't want to see people sent off. You and me were texting about this. Nine reds, one rescinded in the first three weeks. Mm -hmm. Compared to last season, only two, which was a Darwin Nunes headbutt and uh, a Koulibaly double yellow in the, I believe, the Tottenham-Chelsea insane game. That in yes, at the very fighting, end. which which Mike Dean has recently come out and stated that he didn't want to make his man, his uh, friend on field ref go to VAR during that game. So, yes. yeah, which, you know. Began the downfall of the Tuchel era, right era, uh, completely <laughs> altered the trajectory of seasons potentially. But, you know, who cares as long yeah, as his, as long as his mate didn't get in trouble. First domino is Mike Dean trying to be a good friend. Last domino is two managers get sacked. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was a great tangent we went off. Uh, yeah, the Trent one also, I want to say, uh, I'm going to actually surprisingly come to the defense here of Liverpool. Shockingly, he got fouled by Gordon at the beginning. That was a foul. Shoved him out like off the field. And That's then the problem with all of this. If he had given him that second yellow, they can't review that and go call that first foul <laughs> because it's you can't VAR a second yellow red. I mean, I, I listen, listen, United fan here. Love watching Liverpool players get thrown into the, the sidelines as you guys love watching Bruno Fernandez get thrown into the sidelines as well. I'm sure, you know, it's a thing that's just it's a weird, a weird joy comes to your your heart. But that was a foul on Anthony Gordon when he shoved Trent off the field. And then all Trent does is throw the ball actually closer to the touchline. That's what I'm like, wait, how is he time wasting here? Because if Gordon gets the ball, he's going further ahead of where the ball went out of bounds. Insane. It's it's it doesn't it doesn't really make a whole all lot of the sense. power is going to the refs heads. And that's just just the way it's going to be. Yeah, it's it's quite, quite incredible. OK, um, well, that was talking referees in that game jace anything else on newcastle's absolute baby barf all over themselves no they got to go to brighton next week oh and yeah not great and liverpool are hosting aston villa the battle of beat up teams wanting their get back newcastle and brighton all right jace we can rip this band-aid off now apologies to to get it like a quarter of the way off and then put it back on. 
Arsenal two, Fulham two. Jace, I guess let's just start here. What is going on with Mikel Arteta's lineups? I mean, he's experimenting. He's tinkering. I've said my piece on the back line and Thomas and what I think it should be. The main issue here is the mistakes. I mean, it's getting ridiculous. In three of the last nine games at the Emirates, a goal has been conceded in the first two minutes. Yeah. Two of them in the first minute. Yeah. One of them like 17 seconds in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Sorry. And like in the last season, just a funny stat. Like, like, sorry. It's insane. No, like it is a funny stat. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Try not to laugh. But that, yeah. That is a Since last season, uh, last season started four clean sheets at home, 11 on the road, four more than anyone else on the road. Not even close to whoever is at the top at I, home. I, can I ask something about your conceding goals too, really quick? Just sorry. I know you're on a run here. You have to have the highest goals conceded from corners at home, like one of the higher end uh, for big six teams. I mean, I'm no, talk- it's, it's probably the worst. I mean, Spurs were pretty bad for a bit last year, but like Lysandra Martinez scored at the Emirates. Yeah, I mean, that was Ramsdale flapping his arms, but I know it's just like we're the, talking, the set we're talking pieces short are, guys here. The set pieces are bad, too. I don't know how the set piece coach retained his job. I mean, it got so bad in the second half of last season. It was bad before that. They had it fixed for a little bit. Probably doesn't help that Gabriel's not in there. But, you know, what do I know? Right, um, right, right. But, it, yeah, it's just the mistakes are frustrating. And the corner is how they scored the second goal. But the only reason they got the corner is because Zinchenko passed them the ball. Like, yeah, which it's just the also lapses like, of concentration. I think the team looks jumbled right now to me. It doesn't look like there's a cohesive starting 11 week in week out i have different left backs three different weeks i haven't seen a good half from arsenal yet yeah but i mean at the same time in this game 11 shots on goal exactly like, yes, it, was going crazy like it's not yeah. like they're not creating chances no it's just not fluid and that's because of the tinkering that's because of the timber injury throwing a wrench and everything yes it's because of the lack of consistent lineups at preseason. I'm not sure if there was the same starting lineup for one single preseason game. Crazy. Go back to last year. The preferred back four started every preseason game. Once Zinchenko got there, like it's just going to take some time and maybe the international break, even though I'm sure like 75% of the team are going to get called up by either the national teams of the U21s. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it may be some more tinkering, like just Mikel and the coaches too, like just in the tactics room, trying to figure out what to do. Again, I've said my piece on Thomas right back. When you look at the first goal, Picayo's got his head down. It's obviously his fault. I'm not trying to defend him passing it to nothing. Um, But you've got Thomas playing right back. He's a midfielder. He's been instructed to move into midfield when Arsenal have the ball. So he sees Picayo has the ball. He's a midfielder. He's going to move into midfield. Ben White standing there at right back. He's done this. He's done this before. He's done it for a season. He knows Bukayo might have to pass him that ball back because he's got a man on his back. So he waits to move to midfield yep. until there's more control. And I'm not blaming Thomas for going there. He's not a right back. He's just doing what he's told. Right. And it, it's the problem is the system and the setup. Right. And it's the the problem is like, I mean, for him, it's just like, all right, they have the ball. I moved to midfield for Ben White. It's like, all right, I'm going to work my way there, but. I'm going to make sure, you know, we securely have the ball or whatever. So 
it's just the tinkering i think needs to slow down a bit i would go back to last year's back four i would play party rice and odegaard in the midfield and i would keep starting eddie freaking ketia yeah um I'm in agreement with not talking about Ramsdale on the first goal if you don't want to talk about Onana on our first goal. I mean, what's he supposed to do? Like he's know. out of his he's being told yeah. to be that high. Like it's not like yeah, we just looked maybe weird. he was a little high. I do think it was pretty hilarious that um it was Bobby Dacrover Reed, right? No, it was Andres Pereira that scored it. Andres Pereira, yeah. Uh, he was definitely going for the far post chip and just completely oh, missed it. That's and why it just it curled bad. into the goal, and he was just like, "All right." <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, the reason the reason I think it looked so bad was because Pereira clearly mishit the ball into the near corner, and Ramsdale thought he was going to be able to pull off the far corner chip, and it it just looked it looked horrible. Um, the fact that Arsenal were able to get back into this game is something promising. Fabio Vieira incredible coming into the game absolutely immense but he has got to get over the party at right back and the i'm just gonna say it he is so deep in his own head right now it is the coming it is at the detriment of arsenal i really think the timber thing threw a wrench in his entire his season he doesn't know plans. what it, it did and he's so deep and in he's his trying to find a way to get a player i know zinchenko's got great skill in the ball but his the whole thing about timber was he has skill in the ball and he's a great defender as well and i think he wants that midfielder to be a great defender as well or that inverted fullback so he's trying to get thomas to do it but it's just like he's a defensive mid he's yeah 29 or 30 years old he's been playing defensive mid his entire career like he's it's just really late in his career to come like be reinventing his position and i don't think it is crazy to say look we have partnered thomas party now with declan rice instead of granite jacka on this left-hand side we expect the left-hand side defending zinchenko gabriel who has for some reason been banished from the side i assume because last season they were at fault for some mistakes when it came crunch time zinchenko's coming back from fitness that's true but you know what I'm saying? We got you just said it. Three left backs. Yeah, it, it looks. And like I don't he's think that's helping Kai Havertz out. and Martinelli either. And the Kai Havertz their thing, side keeps getting jumbled up every single game. We gotta sit Kai Havertz down. He just needs time to adjust. Like yes. I mean, his pass back when he should have turned it was the perfect example of a guy who's used to playing at the edge of the 18 yard box or a little farther out with a center back on his back. Exactly. And like, dude, I would, it's just going to take him some time. I'm not the same people that are jumping all over Kai Havertz now are the same people that were jumping all over Fabio Vieira a year ago. And he had a Arsenal wouldn't have, didn't look like they were even going to come close. Honestly, it looked like Berlano was going to save everything. Weren't creating real chances. Fabio Vieira comes in, draws a penalty, plays an absolute dime to Eddie and Ketty over the second. Like it's going to take a minute, but I agree. Got to go back to that three minute midfield with rice and party um i mean jock and party top two top three midfield pivot in the league last year and come into this season without either of them playing in midfield like that just doesn't make a ton of sense yeah it doesn't make sense and and going forward for arsenal i've always said i think goal scoring could be an issue just with 
the striker position. I agree. I mean, your best striker of the season that from the looks of it's been in Ketia. Yeah. Which has been, I, I don't think you I can mean, play he, around and not play a striker. And I also and, think Eddie, Eddie so far this season has like earned the right to start last exactly. year. He was starting because Jesus was hurt. Now yeah. it's like, even though Jesus is back, Eddie's earned the right to start. I don't see any reason to take him out. Um, all right. I don't want to get through all this without talking about Fulham. They were great. Polina was really good um, in his game back, scored the equalizer from the corner and was just really good in the midfield all day. Yeah. Um, but they were up against it, if I'm being honest. They got three shots on target, two wins. Yeah, the, the problem for Arsenal was you couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. The I mean, seriously, like honestly could have made those mistakes to... and won 6-2. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, getting it, it, it the fact that it took – uh, till 70 minutes to get in a penalty to get it to 1 1 was the reason that Arsenal didn't win this game. Yeah, could have been comfortable at half, could have been com- like even with chances, even giving the goal. chances, chances, and Arsenal could not finish them off. I don't think that helps you in front of goal either when you concede one minute in. Don't shoot me for this question. Does Emil, Emil Smith Rowe exist to Mikel Arteta still? I don't know. I mean, it's worrying that he hasn't played any minutes, but also go down a man at Palace, go up a man against Fulham, then blow it. So I don't know if there's, besides the Forest game, if there's been a normal game yet. So we'll see. Um, Probably one to watch until the end of the window, just in in case. I think if someone bids something hefty, Arsenal would consider it, but... I would like to see him, him given some sort of a chance. I mean, do you think? I mean, plus with the Champions League coming up, like yeah, and FA Cup and Carabao Cup. I mean, he's gonna play. It's it just puts a lot of reliance on Martinelli, in my opinion, selling Smith. I don't think they're gonna sell. They're not trying to sell him. Okay. It's just whether something happens, but I don't think that'll happen. Um, are you have anything else? No, 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 no. Arsenal, Mikel Arteta. Stay inside your own head for one more week, please. Yeah. All right. The league got real creative. Um, Arsenal are hosting Manchester United at the Emirates, and Fulham are going to Manchester City. And Double wonder J how Darby. they picked those two games back to back. Oh, my gosh. All right. Arsenal and Fulham played. Okay, let's have them play the Manchester teams next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Double J Derby, first one of the season next week. Uh I'm, I think both of us are going in equally not confident, probably. <laughs> Jace probably more well, so. It's already 1-0. That's right. Wait, why? Oh, yeah, it's at the Emirates. That's right. You get a goal. Go. You get a goal right. to start. That's right. Let's go. All right. We're going to take our episode break. I guess we'll take it to United after this before getting into the rest of these games, including West Ham shocking Ronald slash Roberto Deserbi. Ange Postacoglu turning up still. And City left it quite late, twice, and still won. That's just so annoying. All right, we will be right back. Okay, welcome back, Double J Weekend Review. Let's get into the shit show that was Manchester United 3, Nottingham Forest 2. Jace, Forest were 2-0 up in four minutes. Yes. That was... Uh, not a good morning in the uh, in this household. I had to walk outside. Sometimes, you know, when your football club does stupid things like go two down at home to a team that has no right 
being a goal up on them within five minutes, let alone two. And you just got to let that emotion out. And I did. And it felt great until I looked to my right and there was a father uh, pushing a stroller to the farmer's market next to my house. Then I felt kind of bad. Yeah, that's a great look there for you, Dill. <laughs> it was tough, but it was it deserved. A horrible start. Stunning from Forrest because it starts from a United corner, the first one. And then two flicks on, and Taiwo Awanyi is one-on-one with Marcus Rashford somehow. Yeah, scoring for his seventh straight game, too. Very impressive from Taiwo. Like, we talked about it a little bit, how much he's been scoring. Seven straight for that's a four striker. That's like... That's extremely impressive. I mean, um, we talked about it towards the end of last year. We were like, his goals are going to keep them up because he kept scoring at the end of last season. We said he needed to continue that this year, and I just wish he wouldn't do it against my club. Yeah, but this looked like it was headed towards another Brentford. That's at least a positive that, like, I mean, within well, whatever it was, 15-ish minutes. Yeah, I had another had a goal back. Still went into half down, but like, feeling a lot better than you were five minutes into the game. Yes. Like they showed that they were going to get back in it. I wasn't necessarily worried that much at two, one at half. Um, Casemiro gets another goal. He seems to score a lot of timely goals, just like Rodri. Um, yeah, he does. Right place, then, right time. Yeah. It's a great set piece or great ish set piece. I don't even know what it yeah. was. And then the, the red kind of changes things in the penalty, but overall just a weird as hell game forest. I'm not even going to say they threw it away. I mean, there were 90 minutes left when you're talking about stoppage time, especially with these stoppage time rules. Like, that is a long time to keep a 2-0 lead at Old Trafford. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sucks, but 3-2 at Old Trafford when you have 10 men for the last 30-ish minutes. like It's not the worst thing in the world. Not the worst thing in the world. But, of course, they're going to feel like, you know, they should have gotten something. But Yeah, I I mean. That is what it is. It really all determined when they went to 2-0 how United reacted. And if it was like the reaction at Brentford, which is, oh, well, we're 2-0 down, ain't coming back from this, and it wasn't. It almost woke the team up. I would ideally not like a goal being the or two in our own net within five minutes being the thing that has to wake this side up into winning games because against teams like City and uh, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, Newcastle, Tottenham that won't work just won't but for 85 plus stoppage time minutes of this game United looked better than we have all season which is great it is against Forest we were 2-0 down within those first five other five minutes in that part of the game the end was a little testy not that much to be honest with you but looks good a lot better than what I'd seen. I think Erickson coming in balanced out the side a lot. That going into the Emirates at Arsenal is a completely different story, and we can talk about that on Friday or on Thursday, but it was finally a more, even in a 3-2 win where we were 2-0 down, it felt more like the performances I saw last season, just from the style of play. No, it was good. Better, at least if you're not looking at the scoreline, like just the play was a lot better. But I mean, it's progress, to be honest. Like, the beginning's the beginning. Exactly. But this isn't last week. Like, at least the team looked 
good. Like, I mean, and that and the three points is all you can really ask for at this point. Like, we're exactly. really early in the season. Again, the beginning is the beginning. Like, Ten Hag will get it straightened out. It just, you can't end up in a situation with Taiwo against Rashford. Like, I know that's kind of a busted play off a corner, but, you know, you can figure out how to not allow that to happen. Yeah, probably next time let's not have the two farthest defenders being Anthony and Rashford. Yeah, exactly. But again, the three points and actually seeing the team play well for pretty much the first time this season. No, yeah. for the first time this season, like kind of have to take it. And I'm a sucker for a comeback like against anybody. It doesn't matter. Like it, it can genuinely be against Pleasant in the in the Champions League in the group stages. It's like they came back from one nil to win two one sucker. And right. yeah, everyone loves a comeback. It shows the team has fight in it this season that we haven't really seen a whole lot. They've often been. It feels like we've been in second gear all season. It's like, all right, come on. Let's go get it up. And it it hasn't happened. If two goals at home to Forest is what kickstarts this team for hopefully the future, a significant future, then fine. So be it. It was nice to see. Kaisemira Erickson, great. Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez is incredible. Absolutely incredible. A goal, an assist. Marcus Rashford involved in all three goals back into his left wing. Favorite position, Jay. So good shout in Dogs of the Week. Anthony played well. Anthony played well. Sue me. Shoot me if you don't agree. I don't care. A lot of people don't like him, kind of similar to when Havertz has his first good game, Jace, and you're like, Kai Havertz was good today. And it's going to feel like you're getting a call. You're going to feel horrible for saying it. Anthony played well. Get a lot of hate and to be able to go out there and he was a lot more direct. Was it perfect? No. Was it what we paid for? Still no, but it was better. That's all you can ask for. And we need Hoyland in this team badly. Yeah. Need the international break and him to get fit he better not be going he's with, uh Denmark, no, no, right? no he'll be back he'll be back next week oh i mean mm-hmm. that's fine mm-hmm. he's been he started training his first day of training with the team was the day was for last friday yeah i would assume he'll be back then yeah so he'll be back for he will either at least probably be on the bench for arsenal i'd imagine with a week under his belt of training, I'd imagine he'll be on the bench for Arsenal, which will be interesting. Okay. And it looks like we got him at the table at 50%. But uh, anyway, we'll talk about that more on Friday. Is this all you have for this game? Yeah. Uh, Gibbs White's incredible. Yeah. He, he, was, really he, was, he was at times torching. Uh, Assisted just the first the one, I think. Yeah, he did. Well, yeah. That ball. Yeah. It was like a flick on. Yeah. But yeah. Well done. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, as you said, United go to the Emirates and Forest are away to Chelsea. Tough back-to-back games for them. Yeah, geez. What is it about giving these sides tough starts? Burnley, Forest, all of them. I mean, not the easiest. All right. Where to next? I say we go to Brighton 1, West Ham 3. What a game. What a game. Yeah. Um, West Ham are going to play like they did last year. But I think James Ward-Prowse has unlocked something new in this team. I think Gerard Bowen realized in the summer, I'm the man now, pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. And Mikel Antonio scoring goals. So 
with the players that West Ham have brought in and the way that Ward Prowse is impacting this team so far. Yeah. I mean, it's starting to look like it was a one season blip. Like last season, I mean. <laughs> is like this being, a, like an apology to David Moyes in a way? Kind of. I mean, I'm just <laughs> like I'm just very impressed by I am too, dude. I was I have them getting relegated. I have them getting relegated, and they are they for a time this weekend were top of the league. Yeah. And he's right. Jared Bowen is looking like he's the man. Mikel Antonio is scoring goals. Was that inside the box? Yeah, I think so. I think it was. It might. I think it was just on the edge again, too. He's getting closer and closer. I know. It's terrifying. It's like he's in, he knows it. He knows I, I am using this stat. Um, but he is starting to seem like he understands that he's going to have to pull a little bit more weight than last season. Because look at what last season got you right you got a european trophy great but damn you were in a relegation fight for a majority of the season i don't think you want to be there again i completely agree on james ward prowse i'm going to add in edson alvarez on there yeah i was he looked very good. impressed with him and james ward prowse ward prowse also will just ping a ball whether it be across he also tried to score on that corner and i thought he was going to was yeah. insane. no i mean he's can score olympicos it's not just Douglas Louise. No, it's not. <laughs> Douglas Louise Olympicos goaded. Um, and guess what? That back line with Suchek and Alvarez in front of it is kind of a fortress. It's kind of just like a brick wall of a back line, especially with teams that like to play the ball around like Brighton do. Yeah, I mean, when West Ham can play like that, it's not that Brighton are playing the way they want to. But with the way the West Ham are looking right now, they're playing into their hands. Exactly. They're like, yeah, do it. Play the ball around like that. We're fine. Yeah. And the opposite Cross was the last ball year, in. they couldn't score a damn goal. Like, they'd lose 2-0. Exactly. Or 1-0 or whatever. But, yeah, I'm just really impressed. I think, similar to Newcastle, maybe we need to pump the brakes a little bit on how good this Brighton team can be. I'm not saying this is, like, some detrimental loss or something. Yeah. But... I mean, people were talking Champions League. Yeah, they were. And we probably need so, to pump the brakes on how yeah. bad new West Ham are going to be with, the, oh, yeah. with Absolutely. the investment they've done. And people are talking. Alvarez, Ward-Prowse, and uh, Kudus. Is that the best a team has spent a large chunk of money that they've received? Amavropanos. Amavropanos. And potentially Harry Maguire on loan by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was just thinking that you go back to what Spurs did. Christian Eriksen's the only notable name that they bail, spent right? the bail money on. Right. Um, Brighton have no interest in doing this. We don't so, need to discuss the money that was spent from Cristiano Ronaldo. We don't need to discuss where that yeah, was spent. No, I mean, this like it's damn impressive. They're getting pretty solid deals for these people. Exactly. Um, as well. So, yeah, I mean, they've done a great job. I don't see how – I think Kudus is going to hit the ground running. My my um, first thought from seeing Kudus was literally that Brighton – or not Brighton, excuse me, that Tottenham summer when they sold Bale because people were going, this might be the – you know, this is – what a summer for West Ham. And I was thinking, do you remember when Tottenham got $100 million like seven year, eight years ago now, nine they maybe? They six or further? seven players with it. And, and – it that's was, how much it was worth then. They they hit on was Vertonghen a part of that maybe? Uh, I was 
Erickson, Aldevaro, uh, Eric Lamella, Eric Lamella. Uh, not, uh, yeah, like it was just yeah, it was misses. Soldado, uh, Soldado. What a shout, Roberto. Uh, Nabil Bintaleb, who actually went on to have a decent spell elsewhere. Uh, yeah, no, that was my first thought, and it's incredible from West Ham. And apologize, I apologize to West Ham and David Moyes officially on the record. Yeah. For same here, Iran. they look like they did two years ago, except better. And they're going to keep a hold of Paqueta. That Paqueta, Ward Prowse, I'll throw Bowen in there too. Kind of attacking front and behind Antonio is so quick to get the ball moving forward. Yeah, for the first time in probably his time at West Ham, David Moyes will have like actual headaches about picking an attacking lineup of quality players. Yep. Brighton had 78% of the ball on Saturday against West Ham. They lost 3-1. Yeah. That to ain't be honest, in the pudding. When you watched it, it was pretty even. Like, yeah, well, it's just proof that like, I mean, this there, there's not there, there's this I think there's belief in the Premier League now, there's this one way of playing football, and you can only play the way Pep plays. And look at Pep and Arteta. They finished 1-2. That's the only way you can do it. Be, in air quotes, successful, right? But you can play this way and find your own success. With the right personnel, with the personnel West Ham have, Alvarez, dog. Suchek, if he can get back to Suchek levels, dog. Paqueta, dog. Ward-Prowse, been here before Antonio been here before Bowen been here before the whole back line. And I think they're going to improve on a lot of that back line has been here before. And Ariola looks incredible. He was insane. We got to give him a shot too. He looks really good. Made like 10 saves. Yeah. So maybe you're right. Last season, that relegation fight may have just been a blip. All right. And yeah, that would be great for them. Um, All right, let's move on. Next up, um, Brighton have Newcastle at home, as we mentioned earlier, and West Ham are away to Luton in Luton's first home game of the season. Uh, so that could be tough. Yeah, it could be. It could be. We did. I know they're not great, but I'm very excited to see that atmosphere. We did see a lot. All right. Where to go next? Should we give Sheffield United some props, Jace, since we absolutely disregarded them? Yeah, the especially, um, well, I guess, Manchester City 2, Sheffield United 1. Nice. But those Sheffield United center backs declared war on Erling Haaland oh, yeah. in Norway. Oh, yeah. Before the game started, and they were just assaulting him. Yeah, it was 80s Pistons on Michael Jordan. It was uh, Darrell Rivas against any wide receiver in like 2012. It was Randy Moss and Tom Brady just beating the shit out of any team you put in front of their face. It was insane. The treatment Erling Holland got, it was literally like, all right, we're, we know what we are. We are championship defenders and we're going to show them how we defend the championship. He's a big guy. The referees do not usually like to give fouls to bigger players, especially like guys like that who should be scoring goals for fun. And it must be said, he missed chances that Holland doesn't usually miss. No, I mean, especially their conversion rate, 30 shots, nine on target. It's just very uncity like. And a lot of that was because Holland was missing the target when normally you would expect him to hit the target, miss the penalty, um, which wasn't great. But of course, redemption, back post. Yeah. Dunk. Yeah. I mean, it was. 
we disregarded this team and this back five kind of like grit and grind Memphis Grizzlies their way almost to a point. And I think they kind of deserved it. I, I don't think city looked astonishing. I think they kind of suffered a little bit from what Brighton were having a problem with at West Ham. It's just Sheffield don't have the, the um, quality going forward where they couldn't break them down. It's tough to break these guys down. You talk about the 30 shots and only how many say nine on target. Yeah. That is because the shots you're trying to get off aren't that easy. And they weren't, but oh, and they were blocking a lot. A lot. Too. Yes. A and lot I don't, of shots blocked. I don't think it helped that Pep wasn't there. I don't, I think he got the surgery after we recorded on Thursday, but he had emergency back surgery. He'll be out after he'll be back after the international break. Just to clarify, there was a stat that went out by the Premier League that said that he was the fastest manager to 200 Premier League wins in history, which he would have gotten to had we just waited till he was actually, you know, managing the game and not recovering from back surgery. But they gave it the win to Pep Guardiola. It's just like Conte after his gallbladder, all of Stellini's wins when they went on that quick win streak with him. Conte got all those wins robbed. It doesn't make sense, but you know, okay, well, whatever, regardless, um, city are going to city though, in the end. And I don't know what Kyle Walker is doing at at one nil. I think if we had him on this podcast and said, Hey man, uh, at one nil. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Stupid. He would openly admit stupid. Yeah. Are you talking about rolling it back in? Yes. Yeah. But it's also like, I really was thinking about this when Arsenal made the mistake uh, early city are the only team in the league that don't just make those mistakes. Like, yes, this was a mistake, but he rolled it back in Sheffield United barely got a pass off to swing it all the way around and then score from a tight angle. Like, yeah, I mean, the reason he's pissed off leading. Yeah, it wasn't directly because of to goal, but their high standards. That's right. why he was mad. It's just like they're the only team in the league that doesn't do this stuff. I mean, look at the Arsenal goals. Look at Trent letting the ball roll under his foot. Look at Botman letting the ball get caught in his legs with Darwin. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, It was just hilarious to watch him absolutely destroy that advertising board that poor Sheffield United Stadium. Yeah, uh, for he'll probably a, have to, he'll be paying for that. What when he did it, you looked like, ah, probably should have just let that run. And then as it goes to a goal, you can see he's so mad just shows the standards of city. And then the standards of shitty shitty of city (laughs) are shown. Unfortunately not. Yeah. Unfortunately not are shown in their brightest when Rodri, of course has to be, has to be him scoring a late goal. Just cannons it too, right into the top. (laughs) Yeah. And it looked like if he had just let Foden take the touch and get it off, he was going to can it into the top corner too. Yeah, someone was scoring that, but Rodri was just like, I'm not wasting time. I'm just going to rocket this into the top corner. Good limbs as well. Got to give credit where credit's due. The city way and good limbs. They did. Also, if we're going to give limbs credit, West Ham at Brighton. Good Lord. The Jared Bowen goal. Oof. Most people are going crazy. Um, Back to this game. Well done. We didn't give them any credit. Sheffield United, we didn't give them any credit. But City are in the end going to City. Yes, uh, unfortunately for them, no moral victories in the Premier League, and they remain pointless. But regardless, it's still a promising performance. Um, next week, they are at home to Everton in a huge match for both teams, really. 
someone's going to be on the board or both are going to be on the board yep. after that one. And then City hosts Fulham. Okay. City, what a cupcake start. What a cupcake start to City. Besides Newcastle. Okay. But it was at home. Cupcake start. Two promoted teams. Fulham without Mitrovic. And an overrated Newcastle side after what we saw this weekend. Boom. That's how I can spin yeah, on that. They don't Chase. play a big six side until Arsenal in October. Cupcake schedule. They don't play anybody, Paul. Uh, they don't okay. play anybody except everybody plays the exact same <laughs> <Yeah>. team. <laughs> they play nobody, Paul. Well, they actually everybody plays everybody twice. Um, okay. Should we go to the Everton game? No, let's go to Tottenham first. Tottenham two, Bournemouth nil. Actually, Bournemouth nil, Tottenham two, if we're doing this correctly, but who gives a crap? James Madison is going to be the bargain signing of the summer. Yeah, I can see why. Besides the obvious, I can see why they were so desperate to hold on to Harry Kane. I mean, oh, yeah, he would have uh, done some damage numbers. with James Madison behind him. Um, but yeah, he's looking like the value midfield signing of the summer along with James Ward-Prowse. Yeah, they're both turning up for yeah. teams that I don't think a lot of people have high expectations for. And the expectations, I mean, Ange looks like he's having the time of his life out there. Yeah. And I don't think Bournemouth played bad either. Like they had a couple of decent chances, just couldn't get the ball in the net. But Spurs were fairly relentless, took their time, kept the ball. I mean, it's just, it's so weird watching them right now. Like, cause really I'm just is. not quite used to them playing well. Then I don't love it. I but think, I think what Jason is trying too. to say is he isn't used to a Spurs team being likable to him. And he doesn't know what emotion that is making him feel in his body. I wouldn't say likable. I don't. I like Ainge, but I already pretty much hate James Madison. Didn't <laughs> take very long. Someone had to replace Harry Kane. Yeah. All right. That's fair. I mean, he is also gonna. You know, he's just got a goal in him in a North London derby. Free kick. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> More worried about War Prowse. That's, that's um, fair. But yeah, this game, it just, there wasn't a ton besides the goals and the couple of Bournemouth chances. I mean, they both played fine. I don't think Bournemouth going to be mad with the way they played. They just couldn't get the ball across the line. And Spurs just looked that much better than last year. I mean, they yeah. really do. Kulisevsky already off the mark. Thought he played pretty well. It's looking good. They just need, they're going to need Son at some point, in my opinion. Or Richard, yeah. or like. Or, or just, Richarlison. If you yeah. look at like the sofa scores or whatever, the rankings, Richarlison's the only Spurs player on the entire pitch with a red, like below 6.0, I think it is. Yeah, no, uh, he, or 5.0, whatever it is. You just can't rely on him. I was going to yeah. say, like, you need Richarlison, Richarlison to step up. I don't think Richarlison is capable of stepping up. Therefore, you need to probably go and do everything you can to get a guy like Brennan Johnson. Uh, That's yeah, why I'm so exactly. high like, on what, that. They got to do something with this 100 million euros, like right. or 90, whatever it is. Like, they got to get somebody because Richardson isn't enough. But I'm more focused on Son. Like, he's got to rediscover some sort of form. They're eventually going to okay. play. Like, no offense to United last week, but like, y'all just weren't good. Like, no. they're going to play yeah, a team too. in form, a good team in form at some point. And that's when I think they're going to need those two guys specifically song yeah shout out uh, josh adogi too 
he's coming to that team and he is an absolute yeah. beast. Dude, they've got some exciting youth. Yep. How old's Vandeven? He's 22. Yeah, not Adogi old. Is, I mean, uh, 20. They've looked around at the other teams rebuilding and realized if we can get young, talented guys in here for not that much money, we're going to be in business. Dude, they have like four of their players are over the or five of their players are over the in their starting eleven or over the edge of twenty three. That's crazy. Everybody else is younger. Uh, Christian Romero, do we need to talk about him going through the legs of a Bournemouth player? I mean, yeah, he completely scissored him. Like, I mean, that's just so much more dangerous than oh. stud, like hitting someone with their, who has their leg in the air with your studs. Like, yeah, we've had uh, again, we've had nine red cards in the Premier League this year. The one that really looks that like wasn't it, even a foul. Yeah, dead certain should have been a red card. Wasn't even called. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's where we're at. Yeah, that is what it is. I mean, that happens. It's just, yeah, I, I guess. Um, okay, well done, to Tottenham. Well done, to Ange. Quickly becoming one of my uh, as likable as other teams can be in the Premier League for me. They're just fun, uh, especially if they put Brendan Johnson up there instead of Richarlison. All right, Jace. Next ups. Uh, Spurs go to Burnley. Okay. And... Yeah, that could be interesting. Um, Bournemouth have... Sorry, I lost him on here real quick. Uh, Brentford away. Oh, it'll be tough. Very tough. All right. Everton nil. Wolves won. Are they cursed? Are Everton cursed? Will they score a goal? Ever. Or is it just going to be like zero goals the whole season? Yeah, I don't know. Um, this is not good for Everton. Really, really bad start. One nilled at their own stadium. Like again game, for the again, second time this season, shouldn't have lost. No, they probably. I mean, one. Yeah, and at the worst case, no, no draw. Like, right. but then they give it away at the end. I don't know what it was, like eighty seventh minute or something. It was late. It's not looking good at all for Everton. They've got to hope this Beto guy can hit the ground running and score some goals because their XG is great. It's like four point something, like close to five, which I know we're not fans of XG, but when you have zero goals scored, you got to look at something. Yeah, exactly. That's telling me that they don't have anyone that can finish. And they also had another goal called off to put it in the back of the net and it got called off for offside. They've had a Dan Juma's chance this weekend that went off the inside of the post and then back out. I, I was like, I don't even know how that happens. Like, physics. yeah, some of it's crap luck. I'll, I'll yeah. give them that. And look, they're in trouble. But again, we're three games in. I've liked what I've seen from their midfield of uh, Anana and Decore for a, a lot of what I've seen. Obviously, the four 0 to Villa was bad. Take that out. But against Fulham and against Wolves, against teams that you can compete with, I've liked what I've seen. We just got to start putting the ball in the back of the net. Like, if you can't put the ball in the back of the net, we're done. So I mean, and that's the thing. They stayed up because they could. They were getting those one nils at home. I just think it's kind of concerning. First two games of the season, you get one nilled by the opponent. Exactly. Yeah, that's not great. And the recruitment doesn't look like it's been all that impressive. Dan Juma, I think, will end up coming good, like I said. But we got to start seeing him put some of these chances away. Yeah, I think with them, I'm just worried it could be too little too late, as in they're adding some quality pieces, but 
the damage is already done and yep. they're not going to be able to catch up. I mean, you can only play with fire for so long. Eventually you're going to get burned. You're going to find yourself below that red line. Exactly. Um, and good luck. Good, I mean, shout out to Wolves. We got to give them also some credit. Should have probably gotten something against United, get slapped around next weekend against Brighton, which is understandable. And then you come in here with your star, Matias Nunez, at this point, refusing to play. Um, and you get a result, a 1-0 result. Sasha Kalajic. 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 I don't think I can get I don't even think I'm physically possible to pronounce his name right. With the goal, he's the guy that tore his ACL last year, Jace. He was supposed to be their Raul Jimenez replacement, if you remember. And Oh, yeah. Gets the header. Good header. Could be a guy, a potential dude to look at for them to get some goals. Could do something for him. Yeah, they're going to need him from somewhere. Yep. Okay. Next ups. All right. Um, Everton are going to Sheffield United. Nice. And Wolves are away to Palace. Chance for points for Everton. Chance for points. Got to look at it there. All right. Let's get into the Friday game. We haven't talked Chelsea. Chelsea 3, Luton Town nil. Chelsea looked good. Again, we are talking about a team that looks, I mean, I I had some faith. You have an extra week's rest. Maybe the Brighton game, that was just you were at Brighton, whatever. This Luton team's bad. They may concede 100. Like, I'm not joking. They are bad. Yeah. I mean, Sterling was great. Don't want to take anything away from Chelsea here. Especially Sterling, who's really good. Um, Nico Jackson gets off. The mark, but yeah, Luton are really bad. Like, I mean, there was no chance. No, and the, and then when they would get near Chelsea's 18-yard box, the decision-making is horrid. Taking on shots from 25 yards out instead of playing it wide to a fullback or trying to play it into your center forward who's got his a center back on his back and probably hold it up. They just don't play well under their strengths. It looked like they were – I mean, they were just never really – there was a chance at 1-0 when Chelsea were holding on, it was 1-0 for about from a Sterling score in the 17th minute. I'm looking at it here. And then again in the 68th. The first goal, great goal from Sterling, too. Incredible goal. But there was, it looked like Chelsea were almost like, all right, we're going to keep it at 1-0, kind of the same way Newcastle did, in almost inviting Luton back into the game. And Luton just couldn't take it. They could not take any sort of counterattacking opportunity, anything. Decision-making the final third was horrid. Well done to Chelsea. Nico Jackson yeah. off the mark. Yeah. That's all you can ask for. Sterling playing well. Boom. Yeah, I think this game told me more about Luton than it did Chelsea. Yeah. Caicedo, like, Chelsea are going to be fine, right? But, man, this Luton team are real bad. Like, real, 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 real bad. One of the, Maybe one of the worst we've seen. Yeah, and I think, I think we saw their transfer strategy this summer was kind of anticipating that. Get players that can contribute in the championship. Don't pull a leads and absolutely end up screwing yourself by spending a bunch of money to get these players in who then immediately want to leave when you get relegated. Yeah. Um, so I think they're trying to build for the second time they get into the league. Yeah. Because this could be a rough year. But anyway, uh, you have anything more on that game? No. Well done to uh, well done Chelsea. Well done Nico yeah. Jackson. That's the big one I want to say. Him, the way he got his goal too was exactly how Poch will want his striker playing yeah. hungry for everything. Um, all right, Luton are hosting West Ham, as I mentioned, their first home game. So we'll see how that goes. And then Chelsea are at home to Forest. Okay. Chelsea Forest could be slightly interesting. All right. What do we have? Two more games to get through? Yes. Burnley 
one, Aston Villa three. All right, this was a system prediction of me predicting a draw. Looked like it could happen for a second there, but Villa are just too good. Musa Diaby's too good. Yes, Musa Diaby is great, and Maddie Cash uh, yeah. coming in what the from hell? the flank, tucking inside and kicking those crosses in. Holy cow! Yeah, that who was saw insane. that coming? Uh, who saw them going to a back five? They haven't played a back five since Emery's been there. And who expected Manny Cash to be the one being able to benefit that from that most of going to a back five? Yeah, guys, uh, by the way, we're going to a back five uh, this week. Good evening. Back five. Matty, you score. You, you're going to be so good in this. Like, what is this? What is everything he touches, Jace? At no, it's, and it's he insane. like, and he like seated majority of possession to Brighton too. Like I, Unai knew, or excuse me, to Burnley. I, I think Unai knew exactly what he was doing here. He saw something and took advantage of it. I mean, I don't think Matty Cash scores pretty much the exact same goal twice by coincidence. Like Unai no. was planning. Yeah. Not necessarily for Matty Cash to score two goals, but this to yield opportunities. Yeah. And it did. And you're right about Moza Diaby. He looks is fantastic. So good. I think that's his second or third goal already. Um, he scored against so yeah, Newcastle. He's... He scored this game. Did he, yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure he scored in their in their win against Everton. If I am wrong, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Apologies. Regardless, two goals in his first three games for Villa. Pretty dang good. Can't complain. Still not super worried about Burnley. Honestly, I think they're playing well. It's just as we said, it's been a tough start. Yeah, they haven't played anyone. They've only about... played two games. Yeah, obviously because of that one that got postponed. And the two games are City and Villa. Like, I know they're both at home, but those are two of the best seven teams in the league, two of the best eight teams yeah. in the league. Like, a little pick on somebody in your own size kind of thing. And uh, surely the league hasn't screwed them further and they don't have to play someone difficult next weekend who's really in form and look like they've found something in their right. side for the first time in years. Yeah, of course not. They're welcoming. Tottenham Hotspur right turf more next week uh right. that will not be easy at all after we what what we just saw Spurs do away to Bournemouth um and then Villa away to Liverpool okay ooh Villa Liverpool next weekend man talk about not an easy start Liverpool next weekend is stacked Chelsea Newcastle and Villa in your first four weeks that's tough especially when you're still actively rebuilding your midfield why am I feeling bad for them all right Last game, Brentford won, Palace won, called the draw. It wasn't a crazy draw, but I called the draw. So I got I got like one game right. Woohoo. Yeah, and shot up with cool goal. Not cool. Crazy. Banger. Banger. <laughs> yeah. Absolute banger. And did you see Joachim Anderson's goal? Yeah. Insane. How was he allowed to do that? Where did he learn to do that? I don't know. But he met I mean, the it was keeper a... too, didn't he? I don't remember. I only okay. watched the watched it once, but yeah, I mean, Palace played well. They created more, all that. Brentford scored with their one shot on target, but that's just kind of what they do. Palace did a good job not letting them play the way they want to on the counter. Yeah, they did. Lerma and Decore, man. That pivot is going to be That was a nice little good. free signing. Yeah, Jefferson Lerma. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, they're, they're going to be good. They're going to be decent. Okay. Do you have anything else on this game? It was a... No, it was just a shot. Shot a scored a banger. Yeah. Anderson dribbled from the halfway line all the way to the goal, essentially. Yep. Um. All right. Uh. Next ups. 
Brentford are hosting Bournemouth and Palace are hosting Wolves. Okay. That is it. Right? Yes. Well done. Good job, Jace. That is our weekend review done. We were going to take one more episode break before getting into our double J team of the weekend. Then our winners of the weekend, losers of the weekend, Mike Dean award and Gary O'Neill award before getting out of here. All right. Peace. Actually, we'll be right back. Not peace. Be right back. Okay. Welcome back. First time ever. Jace, our double J team of the weekend. We've talked about this already. I think our goalkeeper is going to be unanimous. No discussion needed. Allison and net. Yeah. Um, a couple other ones had good weeks. Leno. Um, yeah. And I, who else was, I don't remember who else I was thinking of, but um, yeah, I agree. Allison. Areola. Who's Areola. Of. Yeah. That's yeah, what I was about to say. I'd agree. Uh, Allison, Allison for, even just for the save on Almiron. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Um, okay. Our back line. We've gone for Maddie Cash. Easy. Uh, we have gone for, oh, I haven't changed this yet. Actually, remind me who we actually went for. Uh, Van de Ven. Van de Ven and. Adogie? Or did we change this? Huh. Now I'm lost. Let's just give it to the Sheffield United center backs. All okay. All right. All three. Okay. Uh, now they lost. We'll give it to uh, John Egan. John Egan and then Adogie. We just butchered that. All right, to midfield. (laughs) And just go right into it. Uh, Midfield, Jace, R3, Rodri, Paulina, and Bruno Fernandez. I I don't have a problem with those. Yeah, I I wanted James Madison in there, but I have to, we have to put Paulina in there for getting the goal at the Emirates late on. Bruno, goal and assist, essentially dragged United back into their game single-handedly about. So, well done. Okay. And then we have a front four because we only did three defenders of cash, John Egan and Adogi. Jared Bowen off the right, Musa Diaby down the middle, Raheem Sterling off the left, and Darwin Nunez up top. I think that's correct. I mean, all those guys had incredible weekends. Yeah. And my manager, David Moyes. Yeah, easy. All right. That is our team of the week. I'll run through it again. Allison and Nett, Matty Cash, John Egan, Adogi, Rodri, and Polina with Bruno Fernandez in front of them. Bowen, Diaby, Sterling, and Nunes. It's a very odd-looking team, but we don't care. All right. Jace, your winners from this weekend. Got a few from the weekend. Um, Klopp, for the interaction we were talking about earlier, the shushing. Just... Apparently, that was AI. That was modified image. Oh, really? Yes, he didn't actually shush Jason Tindall back. Oh, well, it's even fu- it's funny because Klopp made like a friendly joke about Tyndall anyway, um, the oh, two manager thing. Nice. Get and then Tyndall just like shushes him for no reason. But anyway, Klopp came out on top of the end. Um, my Darwin stock already mentioned that earlier. Yep. Rodri, of course. Yeah. Um, the Villa or the Aston Villa and the West Ham transfer departments. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Diaby. Kudos. Yep. Very good. Torres. Sign. 
Alcaraz, War Prowse. Prowse. Yeah, all of them. Uh, Wolves for getting on the board. Had a baby Wolves. And Jude Bellingham for being one of Real Madrid's best player. Well, the best player so far this season, but one of their best players already at yeah. 20 years old. Four goals in three games. Insane. Okay. My winners, Nico Jackson. Speaking of people that got off the board, Nico Jackson gets off the board. His first goal in the Premier League. Uh, Big Ange Postacoglu. One, because whenever I hear people call him Big Ange, I just think of a large uh, Newcastle fan female named Angela. I don't know why. And two, because he's turning up and changed the atmosphere around Tottenham like I haven't seen since early Pochettino days. Uh, Joachim Anderson and Kevin Shada. They both scored very crazy goals in that Brentford, um, or excuse me, yeah, Brentford uh, Palace game that we talked about two minutes for. So, all right, those are my winners. Oh, and Bruno Fernandez and Marcus Rashford started at left wing and played well, involved in all three goals. Nice, Jace, your losers from this weekend. Uh, Pep's back. Oh wow, wow, really? Yeah, nah, nah, we'll accept it. We'll accept it. I mean, <laughs> nothing went right. He's fine. Right. Nothing bad happened. Right. Um, Everton versus their expected goals. Until they score, it's not going to go away. No, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. After every single game they don't score, it's just going to get worse. Everyone's going to keep picking up on it even more than they already have. Yeah. Uh, the Brighton Champions League hype. Oh, yeah. Um, And my last one's me for not watching enough Serie A. I watched Napoli, Inter, and Juventus this weekend. Didn't even watch um, AC Milan with the Americans. And it was extremely entertaining. Wow, look at I'll you. I'll be tuning into yourself. a lot more Serie A this year. Look at you. I had a way to culture yourself a little bit, Jace. I won't be. I'll be watching Saudi League. I'm getting on that. I'm going to start live streaming the Saudi League. Expression started it already. I'm going to I'm gonna be the second guy on that. See if, nice. see if I can catch a bag for us. <laughs> okay, my losers from this weekend. Uh, the Liverpool fans that definitely left before Darwin Nunez equalized. We know. We know. Come on. We know. There probably we weren't a ton, though. There weren't a ton. Like, they've, got there great, were like, they've got great away fans. There were like 10 maximum that are walking out as a... Oh. But you know some people did it and heard it, too. Yeah, exactly. That's like walking saying. outside of the stadium, you just like hear... And you're like turning and running, sprinting back. What happened? What happened? They're like, no, no. you can't come back. You no. left. Get out. Get out. Um, Eddie Howe. Sandra Tonali taking him off 72 minutes. And you're only up one nil. Really? Um, And then Everton scoring a goal. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? All right. Jace, you're Mike Dean. Eddie Howe. Oh, I mean, like I wanted to give it a consistency to Arsenal, to the refs, to all that, but like, yeah. I mean, this was like really bad. Oh they, yeah, terrible. They should have taken advantage of this situation. He should have taken advantage of this situation. As you mentioned, the substitutions weren't great, but even that, like, he should have been on them at halftime. Go yeah. get another. Go get another. Do not fall asleep. Don't let Liverpool even have a sniff. Pin them back, and it just didn't happen. So. Yeah. I normally don't, you know, not going to give it to a specific manager, but that he deserves was, it. That was really bad. He deserves it. Um, I'm going to go with our predictions this weekend and us yeah, taking the Premier League. Shout. 
us thinking the Premier League would ever be normal. Uh, I think the underdogs this weekend were like, what are they like, four and one straight up, like win loss. So, um, yeah, we we will never doubt the Premier League's craziness again. With that being said, I did predict Luton to draw Chelsea. I just predicted it in the wrong places. So, yeah, I knew there was something crazy happening this weekend. I just predicted it in the wrong places. Jace, you're Gary Gary O'Neill for surprise of the weekend. Back to back performances. David Moyes. Yes. Yes. Well done. Well done, David Moyes. Good for you. Um, my Gary O'Neill is the Sheffield United defense. Wow. What the hell? Did not see that coming. That you were just gonna yeah. go out there. I mean, we're heaping a lot of praise of a lot of praise on them, even though they lost, but like it's Erling Holland and they did a really good job. Yeah, they beat the crap out of the best striker in the Premier League, a guy who scored how many 38 goals last year? Yeah. Like and they held them out long enough to where people were believing they might actually do it and honestly sometimes against City that's impressive in and of itself. I said I, I stand by it. They kept it was nil-nil when 20 minutes hit. That was a draw in my opinion. <laughs> All right. That's enough. That's our Premier League review done. I've been doing Ivan Jace, Champions League draw is Thursday, people. Don't forget. Champions League draw Thursday. Don't give your money to UEFA and click on that. Just listen to it on Double J when we talk about it. Boom. Boom. Have a good evening.